Welcome to Jefferson County's podcast for the people. Today, we are beginning a series on why they serve to give the citizens of Jefferson County a chance to know our leaders and directors uh, within Jefferson County, what they do and what gives them their drive and passion. So today we have the pleasure of interviewing our very own uh, Maria Knight with the Board of Education with Jefferson County. So welcome, Maria. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you for being with us today. You're welcome. Um, we want to know a little bit about the Board of Equalization. We understand that its primary role within Jefferson County is to appraise property, to give uh, citizens the market value for their homes or to let them know about the market values of their homes. Can you talk a little bit about that, please? Yes. What we do is take a study of the sales in the market for the past year. The good thing is that taxes are in arrears, so we're usually looking at the prior year's activity, so we don't have to do any projections. We actually know what has happened, and we take those values, we find a median, and we we bounce your house against that median, either plus it or minus it, uh, in the neighborhood. We try to we use similar project properties, uh, similar locations to determine a value. Awesome. So this is great for citizens to just kind of keep that within if they want to eventually sell their homes and just give them the fair share in the market. What brought you to this particular position with Jefferson County? How did you come to this place? Can you tell us a little bit about you and how you uh, came to be in this place with Jefferson County? Well, I started in the tax assessor's office in in Bessemer uh, and I worked there for several years, seven years, I guess. And um, my elected, I was an appointed, an appointee, and my elected official uh, was not coming back to serve. So I started looking around and I saw this position open. I said, okay, interesting. And I applied and lo and behold, here I am. Awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. So and, and how long have you been with Jefferson County? I've been with Jefferson County uh, October. Oh, in a couple of days, it'll be 13 years. 13 years. Yes. Years. So that's been a great run for you. And it has. What, it has. what drives you in your passion for serving the citizens? That's a great way for you to just elevate within your career path. But what, what's a part of your passion for serving the citizens of Jefferson County? Well, I, I like to try to help people. Uh, a lot of times people just don't understand our process and don't agree with our process. But we are governed by the Alabama Department of Revenue, who has developed a plan for equalization. So we want to make sure that all properties, uh, similar type, similar location, are valued fairly. It's a big job because we have a lot of properties in Jefferson County, and every property is not quite the same. So we use a mass appraisal process. So generally what applies to the neighborhood applies to your property. So if for some reason your property just does not fit the model, The good thing is that the code allows you to bring evidence to us to show us that your property is not like the median that we've used. So during our protest period, taxpayers get the opportunity to come in and give us evidence about the difference in their property as opposed to what we've already established. That's good. That's good to know. So you encourage citizens to come in during the protesting process? Most definitely, because we want to have it right. You know, particularly if our inventory is is incorrect, if we've got a square footage issue, then we'll never get the value correct. So we want to make sure that uh, uh, we update our records and have have everything correct in our records so we can be as accurate as possible. 
I think that's great to know. I think citizens can really appreciate that about mm -hmm. their properties because most times they're concerned that they have the right information. And mm -hmm. some would just assume that the county would, would just know, you know, mm -hmm. or that the Board of Equalization would know as it comes to assessing properties. No, we, we, we don't know. But I, I do encourage the taxpayers to learn a little bit more about our process because it is mass appraisal. Uh, it's a little bit different than uh, more than just what your home sold for. You know, we have an, uh, uh, someone who will go out and get an appraisal done, and that appraised value might be different than the appraised value that we have. And then again, remember that we're talking about mass appraisal. So we're looking at all of the homes in that neighborhood, uh, similar homes. You know, we wouldn't uh, measure a 1,500-square-foot against a 500-square-foot property. So we, we look at similar homes. We grade them. Uh, homes can be anywhere from an E which would be a small, uh, what do I name it? Uh, a small structure that may need some work up until double S properties that are mansions that have imported marble and woods and things of that nature to, to add to the cost. So we try to uh, have those grades equal when we're looking at properties that we're trying to establish values for, comparing apples to apples. I think that's really good. I think that's important, and I can't I can't emphasize that enough. We pretty much tackled the vision and mission of the Board of Equalization. <laughs> I think you wrapped it up pretty well mm -hmm. with what we talked on today. Is there anything else you'd like to add within this segment just to emphasize why you serve and why your department is so important to the citizens of Jefferson County? Well, it's important to the citizens of Jefferson County because we do, you know, serve as a revenue-based but our job is not to make money for the county. And I am fortunate. I've never had anyone to pressure me to say, Maria, keep the property values up there. Never, ever, ever had anybody to make an implication uh, of that kind at all. But I do get all types of taxpayers that have that concern. As a matter of fact, I have a letter today. Uh, a taxpayer told me that I must be nuts if I think their property value is <laughs> what we have it listed for. But again, I think that goes back to, you know, we've had a very, very busy market over the past year. So values are up there. You know, the, the interest rate were historical and everybody was buying and refinancing. So it did make a difference in uh, what people were, were paying for properties. So that kind of bumped the values up. So we have to keep that in mind. Uh, and even if you don't do any improvements to your home, a lot of people are confused about that. If they haven't done any improvements to their home, they think the values should stay the same. Well, but again, we've got to look at the market activity. It's really, really based on what the market is doing. And again, if your home is different than what the average home is in your neighborhood and in the market that we're studying, then you have to bring us that evidence. There's one thing that I want taxpayers to be aware of is that the Code of Alabama, not Maria Knight, the Code of Alabama has established guidelines and there's only a 30-day window that you have to register a protest. If you miss the protest, you can submit documentation to us, but it will be for the next tax year. It won't be for this tax year. We still want you to submit that documentation because we want to get it right, but it just won't affect uh, a current tax bill if there's a change made. But within that 30-day tax period, you can, and we try to make it convenient. You can do it online. You can send us a letter. 
Uh, you can email us any written form to protest. We'll accept that as long as it's within that 30 days. It has to be postmarked within 30 days. So it's very, very important when we send the letters out. In prior years, probably, I would guess for about 20, 25 years, we sent a, a little yellow postcard, five by seven yellow postcard. And everybody knew that that was the uh, card to tell you what the value of the property uh, has been established to be for the, the current year. What a lot of people didn't realize is that value affects your taxes because we use that value. And if you live in that property, we take 10 percent of that value and multiply it times the millage rate for your area to determine your taxes. Uh, so it's very, very important uh, that you pay attention to that card because we're talking about 30 days. And that 30 days is usually uh, late summer. And the tax bill comes out early October. Okay, so I was when just you, about to ask some for some specific days. Anything they need to yeah. be aware of right now? Anything about to close out? Yeah. Well, it's too late for this particular year. Okay. The protest closed July the 30th. Okay. So it's too late. But what happens, uh, people may not pay a lot of attention to the valuation letters, but they'll look at the tax bill. And then in October, and as we speak, tax bills are probably being mailed out. We'll get uh, taxpayers who are concerned about the amount of taxes that they're paying. So then they'll, you know, they'll trace it back to the, you know, to the value that has been established for the property. But unfortunately, in October, it's much too late. Now, if you have some evidence, please go ahead and submit that so we can go ahead and start working on it for the next year. But you've got to pay attention to that uh, uh, that window that is open for protest. Okay, that's great. I think they should. So it's great for them to go ahead and get their information in regardless of the deadline. So it could definitely be on file for when it's time to file for the following year. So citizens won't hesitate until the last minute. Well, and that allows us to correct any issues that we have throughout okay. the year. You still won't protest, be able to protest, but we can correct any issues if you've got an appraisal done and it shows that your square footage is uh, 2,300 square feet and we've got 3,300 square feet, we want to get that right. So any information like that is very, very helpful for us throughout the year. It won't affect your, uh, most of it won't affect your current tax bill unless it's a manifest error. If it's a manifest area, error, then we will fix it for that year. But most things uh, are based on the lien date of October 1st. So if you send us information after October 1st, then it doesn't affect the current tax year. It affects the next year. That's well, I got more to say. If Absolutely. You, you, I, I, I made some notes. Yeah. So I got a lot more to say. <laughs> this is all you. I'm just, I just want to say that I'm, I'm really excited about some things that we have been able to do over the last couple of years. You know, uh, we have been such a paper-driven and we're, we're trying to get in tune with the electronic age. We have a, a portal that taxpayers can actually go online and look at the majority of the information that we have about their property. So it's a, we got some transparency. Anything you need to know about your property is there. Now, the current year is not there because we're not finished our work yet. So we don't uh, establish, we don't put those values out there because it could change. By the time we look at all the sales, your, your value could change. So we don't want to, you know, put some something out there that's not actually concrete. We also have uh, an online tool 
for protest. So in the past, you know, you and we still have a lot of taxpayers that like to bring their letters in. They want to get some kind of uh, documentation in hand. We do send a, a, an email when the uh, email address is included to let you know that we receive your protest. But you can register your, your protest from home. Anytime during that 30-day period, you know, you have the opportunity to register your protest. So doing some things to try to try to make it really, really good for the taxpayer. And that online address is the BOE? At jccal.org. Okay. Uh, BOE.jccal.org. Okay. And then the email address is BOE at jccal.org. Great. And now, we'll have these in the notes at the bottom of the podcast just to let citizens know great. Uh, that it will be available. Right. And we do answer our phones, 205-325-5566. So we... we we are here. We work eight to five uh, most days, except for the holidays. The county is so kind to us. We get a chance to be off. And, and one other uh, area that I would like to touch upon that's really uh, bring a lot of excitement for me. Uh, doing my five, let's see, I came in 15, so seven years. I've had about, and we have a staff that varies between uh, 60. Uh, we we ha- actually have about 72 positions, and we're currently working to get a, a full staff, but you know, we got retirements and people are getting promotions. So, you know, we, we usually range around 55 to 60 people. And during my seven year tenure, we've had 20 people to be promoted from within the department, you know. So again, I was telling you about the, uh, the young man who came to us as a laborer who is now a supervisor. So several steps that are in there to allow for growth. Uh, this field is, you know, there are a lot of particulars about it. It can be very, very complex. So when we do promotions, we like for those folks to stay with us at it all possible. And, of course, we want to be fair. The doors are open to everybody. Way beyond my control, HR does all that. But we do want to, you know, to make sure that our people are exposed and have the opportunity to learn and to grow their careers and keep that uh, industry knowledge uh, with us and in turn be able to do a better job for our taxpayers. So that's that's really exciting for me that we've been able to um, structure our organization so that there is some opportunity for promotions. I think that's phenomenal for 20 people like over the last seven years to get mm-hmm. that promotion and where the gentleman to start out as a skilled laborer had he always had a passion or did he develop that coming in and of course we'll probably do a part two segment on sure, him but sure. any other details you want to share about his tenure well he is he is just a great guy and he really just uh stepped his way all the way through from like you said being a skilled laborer to an administrative clerk then he changed over to the appraisal side, and from the appraisal, uh, being an appraiser, he went to a senior appraiser, and now he's a principal appraiser, and he supervises our staff of appraisers. So uh, that's just wonderful, you know, that uh, he has been able to work his way through the ranks. And it also speaks volumes, I think, for our department, is that you do have an opportunity to grow. One of the things that... Um, may be a little disheartening is that once you get to that step 10, you know, in a couple of years, you're stuck. You really don't have anywhere to go in, in that current position. But we do want to, and you know, there are opportunities all over the county. 
So you can apply for anything and that you qualify for, and there's a possibility uh, for career advancement. But uh, in-house, again, like I said, the, the, we work in a strange little complex world, so we like to try to keep as much knowledge as we possibly can and in, avoid learning curves that may slow us down some, and uh, like everybody else, uh, not quite at a full staff. So that knowledge is very, very important. But at the same time, we want people to be able to grow. So we're ex- I'm very excited uh, that we've been able to do that for folks. That's awesome. Well, we thank you. Unless there's anything else you'd like to share, the floor is yours. Mm-hmm. Continue. No, I just, uh, uh, I just want taxpayers to know that our doors are always open. Uh, bring us whatever information that they have so that we can make sure that our inventory is correct. And just bear in mind that we use the mass appraisal process we have more than 323,000. The number changes a little bit with uh, uh, splits and developments. So we have more parcels, and then sometimes they combine them. So the parcel number fluctuates, but that's a lot of uh, land to cover with the number of staff that we have. Uh, we have several uh, projects that are driven by the Code of Alabama that we have to, we have to do including our sales ratio study, where we look at all the sales that occur during a particular time frame to establish that median that I talked about for different neighborhoods. And then, of course, we have more than 733 neighborhoods because we try to group those properties so that they are, we're looking at similar properties uh, to create that uh, equity. So uh, just bear in mind that our process is a little bit different. Go to our website, call our office, and we'll be happy to to share when we can. Awesome. And that website, again, is www.boe.jccal.org with Jefferson County Board of Equalization. And that phone number where they do, they are very responsive, is uh, Mm 205-325-5566. So we thank you again for your Mm -hmm. time today. And certainly, sure. And I want to add one other thing about that phone number. Sure. Uh, anybody that answers the phone can help you and give some, give you some information. It's not necessary to speak with me. A lot of times I'm in protest hearings, so that may be a delay in getting a return call. So most of our folks can uh, help you with questions you might have, or if not, at least direct you somewhere. Great. So don't just wait for me. Just anybody in the department can generally help. Great. That's great to know. So be sure to, again, that phone number is 205 325 5566. We certainly thank you for your services, the citizens of Jefferson County, and this great information that you've shared with us today, as well as your passion and drive behind helping them get the uh, right property pricing for their uh, particular land or property or parcels and for all that you do with this department. And we certainly appreciate you and your efforts and why you serve. Thank you. Glad to be here.